Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I'm so blessed tonight that I have a very special man who led the way in our chariot tonight. So I'm hoping it's going to be out there when we leave today, Pastor. But um, I, I'm just blessed that after 22 years, God has blessed me with marriage for 22 years this year to an amazing man. And so I call him my MC Mog. He's my milk chocolate man of God. I'm grateful that these years we just released each other to whatever the Lord would have. So it's a privilege for me to be able to be here, but it's a special privilege for me that he was able to come with me tonight. So I'm going to call my sweetie up if he wants to share a word of greetings tonight to our family here in Inglewood. Amen. God is good. Amen. And uh, as my wife said, uh, we just celebrated 22 years of marriage, and uh, God has been faithful, God has been good, and, you know, just his keeping power, his love, and his grace. And so I thank God for my salvation, deliverance, healing, and, and uh, you know, even as the, the, you know, the banner as it says, redirecting, you know, uh, like many of us, you know, we were on our way to nowhere, who knows where, whatever, right? But uh, I gave my life to the Lord, and God redirected my life, you know, set me free, delivered me. Uh, I fell in love with Jesus. Come on now, right? I fell in love with the Lord. And uh, as there being bad times, of course, you know, but the good times way outweigh the bad times. And so we're just plugging away, going forward. And uh, we're, 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 uh, uh, it's typical, you know, the ups and downs of ministry, of pastoring. We've had ups and downs, good times, bad times. But how many know God's been faithful? God's been right there. Gosh, can, how, like Pastor Kevin said, I don't know how he does it, but he keeps showing up again and again and again. I'm like many of you. Come on now, we got bills. We look at our the money that comes in as a church. We look at, man, what's that? Then they look at the bill in the church. Oh, my gosh. But God is faithful over and over again. Just like, you know, he's faithful with you at your house, at your home. God continues to provide, make a way, open a door. And, and so just continue to fall in love with the Lord. Keep pressing in, pressing on, and you're going to be blessed tonight. Amen is my uh, my sweetie. Amen. She's one of the best speakers in the whole wide world, like, you know, Pastor Kevin said. You know, she paid me to say that, so don't, you know, so glory to God. No. But uh, God is good. You know, God is good. And so we're just, we, uh, we, we thank you for the invitation. Uh, we're glad to be here as a church. We brought some people from Simi Valley, and so it's a blessing. You know, it's a beautiful building, beautiful place, you know, and uh, uh, and we're just believing for God to continue to pour the spirit upon you guys and just see God do something great. You know, I love your worship team. I want them to come home with me. Praise the Lord, you know, but uh, <laughs> glory be to God. But uh, just open your hearts and your minds and let Jesus speak to your life tonight. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, first and foremost, I have to thank the Lord for my salvation because if it wasn't for Jesus, I certainly wouldn't be here tonight. And another great thanks to Pastor Kevin and Sister Debbie here who have become friends of ours. And Pastor Kevin, I'm a little nervous because he was my professor in school in some of my classes. So we can, um, I'll defend my message after service, Pastor. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's been one of my uh, professors. I enjoyed being under his teachings. And then Sister Debbie and I have just built a relationship in these past uh, few years. And spending time with her at her house, and she's taught me how to sew, she's teaching me meal planning, and so we're just building a friendship, and it's great to have friends in the things of God, like friends, like real friends, not just acquaintances, but friends, so I enjoy your friendship, and I can't wait for our double date, we've been waiting for our double date, 
uh, to be able to go out with our husbands and have a good time. So, Victor Outreach Inglewood, I'm glad that you showed up tonight to church. Come on, give somebody a high five next to you. Uh, tonight, uh, I'm going to take us into the Gospels, and we're going to we're going to look at a miracle. And we're looking at a miracle tonight because I believe that the Lord is still a miracle-working God. And I believe that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I believe, Victory Outreach Inglewood, that there's some miracles God wants to do in Victory Outreach Inglewood. I believe that there's miracles he wants to do in your life and through your life and in this city. My question is, who's ready for a miracle? Are you ready for a miracle? Are you hungry for a miracle? Are you expecting a miracle? Are you anticipating a miracle? It's not just enough to say amen. You got to go get it. You remember the woman with the issue of blood? She didn't just say I was in need of a healing. She went and got her healing. So it's for all of us. God is no respecter of person. The same God who is working and revivals happening in South Africa. We hear it all the time in Panama at the Mother Church. It's the same miracle working God that is working through Victory Outreach Inglewood. I believe that tonight. And I believe that the Lord led me to this message, led me to this miracle to remind us, to stir up our spirit that God is not done, church. You know, there's a, 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 a famous last words of Jesus on the cross, what were they? What was it? It is finished was his last words. But tonight I want to create some new words and say it is not finished. I, said, I told my husband, is it okay for me to say it ain't finished? Because I don't know, it ain't sounds better, but I don't know, correct me after pastor. I'm like, it ain't, it isn't, it is not. But I'm here to say that it ain't finished, Victory Outreach Inglewood. And this is a message of hope that I want to bring tonight. And I want to stir your heart and your spirit to go after everything that God has for you. Not to just live a life of could have, would have, should have, but it is. And the time is now. It's not tomorrow. It's not next month. It's not next year. God wants to do a miracle tonight, Victory Outreach Inglewood. So go with me to the book of Mark. And we're going to look at the same miracle in a couple different gospels tonight. Oh, I didn't bring my phone up here with the time. Is there a clock anywhere? Nowhere? Okay. Just go like this, Pastor. I'm going to take you to the book of Mark in chapter 6. So tonight, as I titled, it ain't over. In Mark chapter 6, in verse 41... Actually, it's 30 to 41. There's a familiar miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. It reads, I'm going to read it one time through, and then the other Gospels, I'm just going to refer to particular scriptures. But in Mark chapter 6, verse 30, let's go before the Lord. Father, Lord, I know your word is already anointed, God. Every word here is, is heaven-breathed, God. This is from you, Lord. But Lord, your messenger needs you, God. I pray that you would set me aside, Lord. I'm your mouthpiece, and I pray that your word would come across with clarity, God, that it would come across with simplicity, Father. I pray, Father, Lord, there would be a responding to your word, Lord God. Not reaction, Lord. Reaction comes and goes, but a response, my God. A response to your word that it would land on fertile ground tonight, Lord, and we will grow and build, God, and do all you've called us to do as your people, God giving you all the glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Mark chapter 6, verse 30 reads like this. Then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said to them, 
Come aside by yourselves to a desired place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So they departed to a deserted place in the boat by themselves. 33 reads, but the multitude saw them departing, and many knew him and ran there on foot from all the cities. They arrived before they came together to him. And Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. 35 reads, when the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, this is a deserted place and already the hour is late. Send them away and they may go into surrounding country and villages and buy themselves bread for they have nothing to eat. But he answered and he said to them, you give them something to eat. I'm gonna say that one more time. He answered them, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? But he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said, five and two fish. Then he commanded them to make them all sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in ranks in hundreds and in fifties. And he had taken the five loaves and the two fish. He looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves. And he gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fish he divided among them all. So they all ate and were filled. Come on, somebody say filled. They all ate and they were filled. Verse 33 reads, and they took up 12 baskets full of fragments and of the fish. Now those who had eaten loaves were about 5,000 men. We see in this portion that the Lord, didn't he do it? Let me just, didn't he do it? Didn't he do it? He did it. And one of the gospels, the word talks about that Jesus told his disciples this as a test because he already knew what he was going to do. That's so, that's so great about our God. He already knows, guys. He already has the end in mind at the beginning. He already knows your tomorrow. He knows your next week. He knows your next year. He already knows. The question is, is sometimes the Lord will present tests before us because he's doing something, because he's molding us, because he's shaping us, because he's preparing to do a miracle through you. Now, I asked how many want a miracle, but how many want to be used to see a miracle be done through your life? See, don't settle just for gimme, 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 gimme. Say, Lord, here I am, God. Set me aside. Not my will, but your will be done. God, use my life to inspire somebody else. Use my life to touch somebody else. Use my life to bring hope to somebody else. That's what it's about, Victory Outreach. We didn't just get here because everybody was silent and quiet. We're here today because people were out in the streets. People were in the park. People were knocking on the doors. People were calling on the phone. People, yes, they worked full-time jobs. They were married. They had families. They had bills, but yet they said, nevertheless, Lord, not my will be done, but your will be done. There are miracles that need to take place in our lives. But first say, here I am, God. Use me, Lord. Because God gots you. Tell your neighbor, God gots you. Do you see that in the word? Not only was God going to meet the needs of his people that were there, but God took care of the ones who were being used to perform that miracle that night. 
And I believe it with all my heart that God wants to do something great in Victory Outreach Inglewood. I believe in this city that you have, I know you have been here for years and I know you have toiled the ground like us. We've been in Simi Valley for 18 years pastoring and we have toiled the ground and we have labored and sometimes it seems when God is it going to happen? When is it going to break God? But I'm here to tell you tonight, there is a new tide that is turning Victory Outreach Inglewood. There is a stirring that is happening. Will you be a part? Don't be on the outside looking in. Be a part of what God wants to do. He already knows what he wants to do. And specifically tonight, he called you out. He called your name out tonight. He knew exactly who would be here tonight because he wants to remind his body of why he saved us, why he delivered us, why he put purpose in his life. He wants to remind us it's not good enough to get saved and just to sit here in the chairs. He wants to remind us tonight that there is a broken city here in Inglewood. There's broken families, broken men, broken women, broken young people. I'm not here just to speak to the young adults. You have an amazing young band up here. But young generation, God's anointed generation, God wants to do something with you now. God wants you to be the hope to your generation that is hurting themselves. To a generation that is living a godless life. No values, no principles, no purpose. They're living a life, if it feels good, do it. But the enemy is setting it up for failure. The enemy is setting them up for death. And I'm telling you, gang, young adult, that God is calling you. God is appointing you. God is anointing you to be the voice. To be bold, to be courageous, to be a spirit like Caleb and Joshua that said, oh yeah, I might be the minority, but it's about to change. The tides are about to change. I pray that in the gang. I pray that for our city. I pray that for our young people. Because I know my son goes to school in junior high and he says, mom, they say I can't pray. I said, what do you mean you say you can't pray? Yes, you can pray. Is there bold young gang warriors and gang girls that are ready to go into their high school and start Bible studies and start evangelism in their schools? God wants to use your life. God wants to use your, he has a purpose and a plan for your life. And here there was a need. Here there was a people that Jesus looked out and he was moved with compassion the Bible said that he was, they were tired and hungry, that they went away to rest. But even our Lord couldn't rest. He got there and seen all the need coming. He said, how, how can I even rest? Yes, I'm hungry. Yes, I'm tired. But there is a need. There's people that need to be healed. And so even Jesus put his own flesh aside and he began to minister and he began to teach people. I believe Inglewood is like that same. He said they're like sheep without a shepherd. And Inglewood is there. There are broken people right next door, right in the apartments across the way. There are broken people here like there are broken people in Simi Valley. People look in Simi Valley and say, oh, you live in such a beautiful city. I know what they're really saying is, is a victory outreach supposed to be here? Hello, look at some of our church members right there. They needed Jesus. They needed Jesus. They were hurting, broken, and lost. And the same thing is happening here in Victory Outreach here in the city of Inglewood. I come to this story and I see how Jesus began to look around and he wanted to meet their needs. And then it came time to eat and the disciples were like, send them away. Tell them to go home. Tell them it's enough. They've took enough. And he said, no. He said, you feed them. You feed them. You feed them. Tonight, church, it's all of our responsibility. It's all of ours. Do you know that you were tailor-made to minister to somebody. 
You were tailor-made to reach out and minister to somebody. Everything you've been through, everything you've heard, everything you've seen, God wants to use it to bring life, to bring hope. I don't know what your story is. I know what my story is. I know that I came from a broken home, a drug addiction home, a father way in prison. I know what it is to be molested. I know what it is to be physically abused. I know what it is to be mentally abused, verbally abused. And listen, there's girls out there that need to hear my story. They need to hear that I was lost and bound and I was suicidal and I had no hope as a teenager. But then Jesus Christ came into my life and he gave me hope. And hey, I'm going to tell you something. It's all right. Jesus is all right. We've been here 26 years still pressing on, still pressing forward. Not because everything's been perfect, but because my God has been good. He's going to be good to you in the bad times, in the bad times, in the good times. When you got a lot, when you don't got a lot, when you hear a, a report where the, there's sickness and it's incurable, he'll still be good. I lost my father in my journey of serving God, one of the darkest moments of my life. 22 years of prison, he gets out and he goes back to heroin. He ends up overdosing in our church bathroom. Do you not think the devil showed up and said, what are you going to do? You've given your life to reach out to drug addicts. Look at your dad. There's no hope. Give up. Quit. No, I, I wasn't raised to be a quitter. I was raised to be a fighter. And I believe there's men and women in this house that were raised not to be a quitter, but to be a fighter tonight. But somebody had to look out at sheep that were hurting and said they need shepherds. It's not just Pastor Kevin and Sister uh, Debbie's responsibility. It's all of our responsibility. It's all of our responsibility to reach out and to touch somebody's life. You know, here, right here in this gospel, one, one key thing that I pulled out is God told his disciples, you feed them. Let's go to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 to 21, you find this same miracle, yet written by a different observer. And I'm so glad there was multiple observers to these situations. Because where one left out, another one picked it up. Do you experience that? One same thing can happen, but there was different views of it. This is exactly it. Matthew 14, 31 to 21, but verse 18, same, same miracle. But here in this scripture, in verse 18, the Lord says, bring them here to me. He was talking about the five loaves and the two fish. After they found them, the Lord said, bring them here to me. Bring them here to me. Bring them here to me. It was five breads, two fish to feed a multitude. But see, God got you. Jesus had him. He already knew what he was about to do. But he was looking for the one. Who's the one that's going to help be the supplier of this miracle? And here he says, bring them here to me. The five loaves, the two breads. You know what the Lord did to them? The word says he took that little. He looked up to heaven, he blessed it. And when he blessed it, a miracle happened. Not only were those thousands able to eat, but more came in after that. More came in. So I want to tell you, Victor Arch Inglewood, 
I don't know what you feel you have or you don't have, but there's something inside of you when God created you, he put it in there. He put it in there for you. I'm telling you, people might have counted you out. People might have counted Victor Arch Inglewood out. People might have counted people in, this, in Inglewood out and said, oh, what good's going to come out of Inglewood? Is there anybody here to say, hey, I came out of Inglewood? <laughs> and Jesus said, bring them here to me. He blessed them and he made it much. So God's not, he's asking for what he already gave you. The Lord knew that little lad went out that day and a miracle was going to happen. So I don't know what it is that he's given you, but I do know he's given you something. And with that little, if you would just come to the master, like he told the disciples, bring it here to me. Tonight, the Lord says, what I have given you, because I'm going to do a miracle through your life. When you get in position, when you rise up, when you step up and you step out in faith, bring it here to me. Let me anoint you. Let me bless you. Let me send you. That's what God wants to do. It's not going to happen just in our natural. Listen, if we operate in the flesh, the only results you're going to get is fleshly results. And we sit year after year. Why am I still going through this? Why is that still happening? Why hasn't change happened? What we really have to ask is, where am I tonight? What's happening in my life tonight? Am I surrendering my life tonight? Why there are people dying right now while we're in here in the air condition, beautiful sanctuary. We're here amongst brothers and sisters. There are people dying right now. Right now. Life is such a gift, but it also is like a vapor here one day and gone the next. I've seen older sick people get sick. I've seen young people not get sick and pass away. Death is no respect of person. There is a time for all of us. I'm here to encourage us tonight, to charge us as a body of Christ, to utilize the time God has given you, to redeem the time God has given you, to be that God is all that God has called you to be. There's couples that need to hear the hope, what God has done in your marriage in your relationship. See, I wasn't the drug addict. I wasn't the gang member. I was a child who suffered the consequences of my parents' actions. They were the gang members just down the street in Venice. I was telling Pastor Kevin, that was my parents' neighborhood down the street. It was their lifestyle. Their lifestyle was drugs and prison and violence. That was their lifestyle, not mine. But I was broken. You don't have to be a drug addict to be broken or need hope. Maybe that wasn't your situation or your story tonight. That was me. But there's other people that still need to hear when you think there was no way, when you thought there was no purpose for your life, when you try to take your own life, listen, it will get better. Stick around, stick around. You know, the enemy tries to lie and say, just take your life, that's it. I was, I was reading a story about a five-year-old that was trying to commit suicide, a five-year-old. I said, Lord, what possibly is happening in this child's life that they feel there is no reason for them to live anymore, God? But that's the lie of the enemy. Do you know the enemy is blinding a lot of people, not just outside, but even inside the house of God? He puts scales on us. He blinds us. But I'm praying that God re unveils them tonight. And I'm praying that we run a race and we look out and say, Lord, you're not done with Inglewood. You ain't done with my life. See, you got to take it personal tonight. Not that just, Lord, you ain't done with Victory Outreach, Inglewood. You ain't done with our city. I pray there's some people in here that say, Lord, I ain't done yet, God. Don't count me out. I'm not finished yet, God. I'm ready, Lord, for a revival. I'm re ready for a fresh fire, Lord. I'm ready for a fresh resurrection. But it needs people to be here tonight to stand up and say, I'm not finished. Don't count me out, Pastor. 
I don't want to sit on the bench anymore. I don't want to just be a water boy. Put me in, God. I want to play this game, God. I want to fight this fight. I want to run this race, Lord. That's what it takes. It takes people of God. It doesn't take people who are, that you have it all together. It doesn't take it that you know everything. It takes willing, available men and women who would just say, Lord, here I am. Here's my little. Here's my bread. Here's my fish, God. That's all I got. I didn't think I was going to amount to anything. I don't even possibly see what this girl's crazy up there shouting. I don't know why she's yelling at me right now. She's giving me a headache. That's okay. At the altar, I'm going to pray the Lord takes it away and you get out of here without a headache. Oh my God, I shout because I've experienced freedom in Jesus. That's why I shout. That's why I'm here with conviction and with passion to stir up because I don't like seeing people just sitting there missing it. I don't like to see people in my church gifted, appointed, called by God, and they're missing it. I don't like to see that. I don't like to see the devil thinking he's winning because we serve a big God, a great God. And in this, in this scripture here, he said, bring them to me. And that's even with the people. You may not know everything what to do. Just bring them to Jesus and let him do the rest. Bring them to Jesus and let him do the rest. Don't give up. Even though my father overdosed and died, I would always say, Lord, as long as he's breathing, there's hope. As long as he's breathing, there's hope. As long as he's breathing, there's hope. And I want to say that tonight, maybe to your loved ones. As long as they're breathing, there's hope. Have you ever experienced it? You think, could it get any worse than this? And it does. (laughs) And it does. But God's still there. God is still there. And even what Joseph told his brothers, what the enemy intended for evil, God will turn it around for the good, for the saving of souls. So I want to let you know what the enemy intended for evil, what the enemy is doing right now to distract you, discourage you, to divide you, what he's doing right now, I want to let you know God wants to turn it around for the saving of souls, to breathe life into this church, to breathe life into your family, to breathe life into your school, to breathe life into your, your job, to breathe life into the city. Breathe, oh breath of heaven. Breathe healing, God. Breathe peace. Breathe joy. He's seen that there were sheep without a shepherd. Go with me to John. You want to know why I know it's not over? Because you're here tonight. Because you're here tonight. Because you're here tonight. Not only because you're not you're here tonight, but I know it's not over because I looked at your demographics of your city. And the recent one I found in your city is there's 110,595 people in Inglewood alone. Over 100,000 people. You know why I come with a message tonight that it ain't over? Because there's still people who need the gospel. There's still people that need to hear the good news. There's still people that need their miracle, their breakthrough. So God ain't done yet. God's not done yet. As long as there's brokenness, he's going to be the answer. There's prostitutes still out here, drug addicts still out here, gang members still out here. There's still violent people, broken people, depressed people, bitter people, angry people, hopeless people. And God is the answer. In John chapter 6, verse 1 through 14, you'll find the same miracle. But yet here's another observer in verse 6. See, in Mark, 
Jesus told his disciples, you feed them. In Matthew, he told his disciples, bring them here to me, which was the loaves and the bread. But in neither one of those gospels, in Mark or Matthew, does it say who the miracle was performed through. Neither one of them recorded. But right here in John, it, rec it was recorded who was used to bring this miracle forth. In John chapter 6, verse 6, the word reads, I'm going to go to 5. Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? And 6 it says, but this he said to test him. Remember I said, the Lord already knew what he was going to do. This gospel records that he said, he said it to test his disciples. Because God's our provider, right? The disciples weren't the provider. It wasn't even the little lad. The Lord just, re just, you know, the spirit of God just made sure that little lad was prepared that day for that miracle. It continues to say, where shall we buy bread that they may eat? Six says, but he said this to test them. Seven says, Philip answered, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. Verse eight reads, one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, you know, there is a little lad. You know, there is this little guy. He has five barley loaves and two small fish. And the disciples still said, but what's that among so many? It says in 10, then Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down and numbered about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down. And then the Lord told him, gather up the remnants, gather up what's left. See, right here in this gospel, the author reveals who it was. When everybody said, how are these people gonna eat? How, how is there hope for Inglewood? How is the city gonna hear? How are they gonna be healed? How are they gonna receive peace? How are they gonna receive salvation? How, how is it gonna happen? There's 100, over 100,000 people in our city. How is it gonna happen? One disciple doubted, like, that can't happen. Like some people look at your gifts and look what you try to bring to the table and say, oh, that person. Pastor, why, why are you letting that person do that? There's always such opinionated people, judgmental people, critical people. They don't got it all together. They're still messed up. Hey, I'm still messed up and God still uses me. <laughs> Can I give you a little hope today? I don't got it all together. Right, sweetie? Oh, honey, why'd you say that so loud? <laughs> Jeez, you can't come with me next time. <laughs> we do, we have faults. We're not pastors because we're perfect at all. We're servants. I said, here I am, Lord. If you can use anything, use me. I mean, I got much, but what I have is yours, God. If you can do something with it. And I want to tell you, church, tonight, what you have, God can do something with. One disciple said, how? How is it going to happen? How are people going to reach? How is every seat in here going to get filled up? How is there going to be more preachers, more pastors raised up? How is, there, how is Sister Debbie going to be able to come into church and there's going to be a, a team back there doing children's ministry? Hospitality, green room, directors, men's home, women's home directors. How is it going to happen? One says, how, that person, eh, not qualified. They didn't finish school. Uh, no, they're still living in sin. Oh, that, they're still shacking up. No, 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 no. See, God looks, does not look how we look, guys. 
He says, come as you are. Remember what he said? Bring him here to me. Bring him to Jesus and let him do the rest. Bring him to Jesus and let him do the rest. See, one said, it can't be done. Another said, hey, there is this little guy. There's this little fella. Now think about that kid. He's looking around with all these thousands of men and they're saying, who got food to feed these guys? Come on, we know men eat, right? We know they have an appetite. But here's this little guy. He could have been timid. He could have been fearful. He could have kept quiet. See, I think about it. He could have said, shoot, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my fish and my, my, my bread and I'm gonna make a little tuna sandwich right now. He could have held on what was in his hand. Or else there could have been ones in the crowd that said, hey, over here, they don't need it. Just come on, we'll, we'll use it over here. They don't need it. They have enough people doing it. You don't need to do it. No, something in that little boy, he, res he responded. He didn't react to the need, he responded. If he would have reacted to the need, it would have been, uh, boy, go home, you don't got enough. But he responded, he said, I got something. I love how the Bible says, have childlike faith. Because kids don't fear. Kids step out. See, we, we think ourselves out of things. Some sitting in this room already know you're already overdue. Like, you know when you bake something or you're cooking something and it's overdone? See, some of us have to realize in here, we, we need to be taken out of the oven a whole long time ago. But we have to believe that. We have to receive that. We have to walk in it. And I'm glad that day that little kid said, hey, <laughs> it's worth a shot. I got this. I got this. Who will say tonight, I got this, God? I got compassion, God. I got some love inside of me, God. I can pick up a phone, God. I can call somebody. I got a flyer, God. I'll put it on that door. Who says, I can do it, God? I got this, Lord. Pastor, what do you need? I got this. It may not be much, but show me where, Pastor. Lead me where. Let's build up the kingdom of God. Let's build up the house of God. Let's build up an army of God. Why? That only shows me that we're taking more territory. That we're taking more territory. When we fill the house and more families, more broken, more young people, more children, more couples. It was people who didn't have hope, but now they have hope again. You only need to be in the presence of the king one time. And he can do some amazing things. You might look at somebody and say, oh, they're never going to change. They're never going to. No, not them. Pass them by, God. And God said, that's exactly the one I want. That's exactly the one I want. I'm going to use that one. So remember, he said, you feed them. First, we have a responsibility, church, to feed the sheep that have no shepherd. We have that responsibility. You know, God gave us gifts. Not everybody has spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts come from God when we get saved. We have talents and abilities but we're not born with spiritual gifts. But you know when God gave the spiritual gifts, he gave them to build his house. That's what he gave them for. He didn't give them just for us to have a good family and get cleaned up and to succeed and prosper on our own. That's not why he gave them to us. He gave them that his house would be built, that his people would not be neglected, that we wouldn't be those people that would just walk by and forget where we once were. 
but that we would stop and we would take that moment. Yes, oh my God, I gotta be somewhere right now. Oh, not right now. Not right now. You don't need any right now. You don't need prayer right now. Imagine if God was like that with us. He's like, I got a whole world of people to touch, to I don't got time for you right now. No, we have a responsibility. He says, bring it to him. And that's why I wanna encourage you tonight that you bring what you have to the master's feet tonight. And that we would recommit. I'm recommitting all the time. (laughs) I've neglected the gifts God has given me at times. I've put them on shelves at times. And then God comes and reminds me, girl, I've done way too much. Way too much. I've opted out. I've checked out. I've sat myself down at times. God says, what are you doing? Get, Get in there. Get back in there. Get where I've called you to be. Bring it to him. Let him bless and make much. The kind of God we serve is we come with our little, but he's going to send you back with way more than what you brought. Isn't that amazing? Think about that. Think about that. I felt I had nothing to offer him when I came to him but broken pieces. Like the good father is, he put all those pieces together. Put me on the potter's wheel. And he began to mold me and he began to shape me. And sometimes it felt good, but most of the time it didn't feel good. He stretched me, hit me on that wheel. But I'm the clay. He is the master potter. He knows the masterpiece. He knows the final product. He knows what he wants to do in our lives and through our lives. Don't delay. Don't delay what God wants to do in your life and through your life. There are broken people who really need us to get it together. (laughs) So don't sit down. Don't quit. Don't count yourself out. Like I prayed for our church last night. Help us to step up, step out, God. To step up and step out. We got to believe it. We got to see it. We have to walk in it. That last portion of scripture was the little lad that was in that crowd. Now we have a crowd of people here tonight and yet God will still single you out. In the midst of the crowd of people, God will still single you out. And if you would simply say, here I am. Here I am, God use me. I know we could come back next year and see God do great things or pastor, not even come back hear through the grapevine. Did you hear what's happening in Victory Harbor Jinglewood? <laughs> Do you hear what's happening over there? Do you hear their gang? Do you see what God's doing in their city? On the news, come on. How many want Inglewood on the news, not just for all everything bad that's happening, but to say that there is a church called Victory Outreach that's there that's making a difference in the city. There's a place they can go. Hey, there's a men's home. Hey, we need a church and we need a men's home in Victory Outreach Inglewood. We need a women's home. I want a women's home in Victory Outreach Simi Valley. Could you imagine there? They're saying, hey, send them there. We got a place. We got a place to just have them roll it up and we're going to drop them right off. And there's going to be directors that have stepped out and said, I may not got much, but what I have, here it is, God. Bless it, Lord, and you make it much. And you're going to see men and women's lives transformed. You'll see a radical change happen. I want to see it. I believe it. It ain't over. It's not over for me. 
I'm not done. I got to tell myself that. Girl, you're not done. Got to look at yourself because sometimes we feel like it. Girl, you ain't done. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Know tonight that you're not here by coincidence. It's not just another Friday night. It's a moment with a king. I pray you would come and have an encounter with him and let him do what he needs to do. I don't know what it is. Does he renew your faith tonight? Does it even open your eyes and for you to see and believe that there is something powerful that sits in your hands? Is there doubt there? Is there fear there? Is there other voices we even listen? I don't know what it is. But I know Jesus is the answer. I know he's the solution. And I know that the Lord is reaching, he's restoring, and he's redirecting this church. He's reaching, he's restoring, and he's redirecting this church. And I want to encourage every single one of you, be a part of it. Step out. Try something new. I dare you. Step out. Try, get out of your comfortable zone. Don't settle. Don't be a settler. Don't, do, don't be just, I just want to be just enough person. Uh-uh, we serve a big, mighty God. He's not just enough. He's more than enough. He's made us to be that too. And I believe it from the youngest person in here to the most seasoned person in here, God has not counted anyone out. There is a place for every single one of us. Let's unite, church. Let's get behind our pastors. Let's see God's kingdom built. Let's put aside our obstacles, put aside our doubts, put aside our fears. Hey, get out of the boat. Jesus is calling, get out of the boat. He'll blow your mind. He will blow your mind. And your benefits are out of this world. <laughs> your benefits are out of this world. Hey, I pray that tonight you say, I don't want to go alone in this journey. I want to reach one. I want to take one with me. I want to take more with me. I want to take five with me. I want to take 10 with me. It's not just for us. Be that one tonight as we all stand tonight. Stir it up, Spirit of God, inside of us. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Have your way, Lord God, tonight. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, fill this house, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord. I know that this is your message for tonight, Lord God. I sought you, Lord, and you wouldn't let me go anywhere else but here. You want to take what little, Father, and you want to bless it, and you want to make it much, God, tonight. In the name of Jesus, Lord, at the sound of my voice, Father, I declare, Lord God, that good, lasting fruit is going to come out here of Victory Outreach Inglewood, Lord God. Good, lasting fruit, Lord God. That's going to feed others, Lord. That's going to go and water others, Lord. That's going to disciple others, Lord God going to bring glory to your name, Lord. Hallelujah, Father, as the worship team begins to minister tonight. This altar is open for all of us tonight, every single one of us. Whether you make them often or maybe you don't make altar calls, I want to encourage you, come tonight. Just come tonight. Fill this altar with the sweet aroma. I believe the scent of sweet aroma to our Lord's nostrils is that 
of dying flesh, of burning flesh. Saying, purge me, oh God. Empty me, Father, from everything that's not of you, God. My hallelujah. Whether I've messed up, Lord.